0: Hi, I'm Dr. Shantae and this is Branding for Believers, the podcast that I decided to turn into a pod class. I want you to come into this classroom with me, become engaged and learn everything you need to turn your fear into the faith you need to believe bigger in your dreams. So if you're ready to silence your fears and your doubts, keep watching. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to Branding for Believers, the pod class. Boop it up, everybody. So this is awesome. Um, I, there's just a, a completely different energy doing this podcast live. And people come out, and they take time out of their schedule. So I, I so appreciate that. Um, before we get started, I have to take this moment. Um, so for those of you on Periscope, hi, Periscope. Um, I have to take this moment because when you are a creator and a producer of media, you have to be responsible. And so I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be like transparent right now. Today was hard for me. And it's it's funny because I was looking forward to this series like all week. I was like, oh, my class is gonna be like awesome. And it's still going to be. But I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge what happened yesterday. So. At the time that this is being recorded, yesterday, um, most of the nation learned about a gunman walking into a church and shooting nine innocent people. And that's heartbreaking it makes it hard for me to do this job because I'm all about, like, let's believe bigger, you know, like, let's, let's, you know, follow our dreams. And sometimes you think that you've come so far, that you're so far removed from these types of atrocities and then you kind of get snapped back to reality and it just takes everything out of you to just kind of keep it going because it's just such a bombardment and so i would appreciate for those of you watching on periscope and those of you listening now and those of you in the classroom if we could please just kind of take a moment of silence to acknowledge those victims thank you for that um and let's just hope Um, as believers in our dreams, as believers in our faith, as a country that we can heal and really come together um, to change things for the generation that has to come behind us and, and do this type of work. So today's episode is all about being authentic, authenticity in your branding. And This is critical because I think that there's a lot of of misconceptions about what it is to be authentic in your brand, and so we're gonna clear that up and also discuss why it's a necessary component for you to build a brand that people actually believe in. So today's episode, being authentic, the risk, reality, and the rewards. So there's a proverb that says, as a man thinketh himself to be, so he is. And so today we're gonna be talking about what is authenticity? the importance of swimming in your current, and the consequences of being fake, and there are many. So what is authenticity? Some people feel like, well, is it the absence of BS? You know, just, just keep it real, keep it 100. Um, is it being open and transparent? Is it all of the above? Well, after doing a little bit of, of work and digging um, about what authenticity really really is and why it's a necessary component for branding, I'm loving this definition, which is authenticity is building legitimacy through honest relationships with your followers and the people that you serve. So building legitimacy, what does that mean? That means building credibility, building something real, building something tangible, building something that's solid. And when you are building legitimacy, you're like, well, why do I need to to do that? You know, I'm not trying to be friends with everybody and this isn't kumbaya. But the fact of the matter is is that no matter what your brand is, no matter what your platform is, you want people to invest in you. You either want them to invest their time, you want them to invest their money. And those are two of the most precious resources that we have. And so if you want people to invest in you, it has to be something tangible. That that connection has to be real and and solid. And so authenticity is serving people without an agenda. And I think many of us have, have been in that situation where it was kind of a bait and switch where you thought you were going in for one thing or you had one set of expectations and then when you get into that room or you start interacting with that person, you see that there's a hidden agenda, that doesn't feel good, that's not being authentic. So authenticity is serving without an agenda. Uh, Authenticity is serving free of the tethers of being liked. And that word has a lot of of weight in our social media society because on Facebook, people like your post or they don't like your post. On Instagram, people like your picture or they don't like your picture. And sometimes when you are branding and you're trying to become who you were destined to be, you can fall into this trap of leaning in a direction that emphasizes, well, I want more likes than in a direction that says, this is who I really am. And so if you are not the type of person, if it's not you and it's not authentic for you to be taking like 75 selfies and like, you know, with a selfie stick, one day I'll have a whole episode about the selfie stick, but like not right now, not today. (laughs) okay? Um, But if that's not who you are, but when you see other people doing that and you're like, okay, well, I better start taking more selfies. That's not being authentic. That means that you have abandoned your original platform in the pursuit of getting popularity. And we'll talk about popularity momentarily. Um, Being authentic is also serving in alignment with your values. And that is a hard one. Because depending on what types of values you espouse, um, the things that tend to be popular, the things that tend to be money makers, the things that tend to, you know, Make it rain are usually things that are out of your alignment, and you're like i will I will not forget this uh one of my friends recently sent me these this meme or this meme that said, you know strippers are like bringing home a hundred thousand dollars a year, and here I am struggling because I have morals, you know, so you look at that type of situation like What am I doing wrong? Do I need to be buying some glass heel slippers? I mean, what's really going on, (laughs) you know? And so being authentic is serving in alignment with your values. So for those of you that are watching this like on Periscope, like, who's that girl? Um, And those of you in the room, for those of you listening, you're like, Who is that girl, what are you talking about? Uh, This will be on the website, so when this episode airs you will be able to see the picture that's currently on screen. And what it is, it is a picture of me in my prom dress. So this is me circa 1996, my senior prom, and I am looking the part. You look at this girl and you see someone, you know, a high school senior, looking very much like all of the other uh, people in the room, dressed to the nines, formal, with my glasses, I don't wear them anymore, but with my glasses and hair done, nails done, everything did, I'm looking the part. What a lot of people don't realize when they look at this picture is hours, literal hours, before this picture was taken, I had just gotten out of jail, literally. I had been in jail for like a week (laughs) Um, for retail theft. You know, I was in a relationship, an inappropriate relationship, and in my effort to be liked, in my effort to please a man, I got myself into some trouble. And I show you this picture and I tell you that story because oftentimes this is where we find ourselves, looking the part looking like everything is cool, everything is hunky-dory, we're turning up with our friends, you know, we are quoting scriptures and all this other type of stuff, when on the inside, everything <laughs> is going wrong. Everything is is messed up. Um, how many of you listening in the room have been in that situation where, you know, some you've been following somebody's brand and you really like them or, you know, you like the couple and then you find out that, like, they're getting divorced or that, you know, there's been, like, some infidelity or that there's been, like, this, this ugly, bitter child custody battle and people are like, oh, what, what do you mean? Like, I, I thought everything was cool. I thought everything was hunky-dory. I, I thought this. Um, And it doesn't mean that, and being authentic doesn't mean that you bring your problems to the camera or to the microphone. But what it does mean is that there has to be an alignment. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I'm having a rough patch. I am struggling with some things in my personal life and I would just appreciate your support. So if I'm not on social media for a few weeks, it's not that I don't love you, it's not that I don't appreciate you, but this is a time where I need to be with my family. That's the difference between, guess what happened yesterday? Let me tell you about folks. and That's a whole different approach, okay? And so oftentimes we find ourselves looking the part and when you are looking the part but you're not feeling the part, when you're faking it till you're you know, trying to make it, eventually you're going to get exposed. And so I, I say that for the purposes of examine yourself, examine what you are, are putting out, because what branding is, essentially you are saying, I'm putting my product, my service, myself on the shelf for display, for public consumption. And so when you put yourself out there for public consumption, when they say the price of fame, that is the price of fame, that you are subject to being talked about, that you are subject to being criticized, that you are subject to being judged. But when you control the narrative, when you, you know, establish a, a method of communication with your followers and with people that support you that says, you know what, um, this is just a, a, a difficult time for me and I appreciate some distance, that way when it comes out, if it comes out, it's not a shock it's not like you were were being fake or or disingenuous. So let's talk about swimming in your current. What does that mean? You know, one of the the best pieces of advice I have ever seen in my life, and I, I hold to it dearly, was actually in a traffic sign. It said, stay in your lane, okay? Stay in your lane. So when I say swimming in your current, that's exactly what I mean, stay in your lane. And what I mean by that is this. You cannot build trust and credibility and legitimacy as a people pleaser. You can. And you're like, well, I want people to invest. I want people to, you know, buy my shirts, so or I want people to hire me or I want people to do this and I want people to do that. Um, but think about how many, how often have you seen like car commercials, right? And then there's like some scantily clad woman like draped across the hood of the car. What does that have to do with the quality of the car? Nothing, <laughs> you know, it's basically an enticement. It's, it's a brand dilution. It's like, in other words, let me lower the bar. So we're not talking about the quality of the car, we're not talking about the quality of the brand, but let me dangle this carrot in front of you to try to entice you um, to pay more attention to me. Essentially, that's what people pleasing is. And so when you are making those, those types of compromises, then you are swimming out of your current. Um, being popular does not necessarily mean that it's valuable. And value is a relative term, right? So like value is like in the eye of the beholder. And so when you're talking about value, um, what people value, that's something that you have to understand about your audience, about your following. You should never, ever, 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 ever attempt to brand yourself as anything to anyone unless you know exactly who your target audience is. Because too often, right out of the gate, people try to please like everybody. Well, who is this for? Well, anybody. Um, well, who's your target market? I mean, everybody could, could, could use this or everybody could, could do that. And when you brand to any and everybody, you're not branding at all um, because you can't please everybody. And so pretty much you have to be very clear on what is valuable to your audience, what is valuable and relevant to the people that you want to serve. I'll give you an example. Um, A lot of the podcasts that are currently popular um, on iTunes and and other um, media are comedies. The ones that are are African-American women that are the most popular are comedies, you know, or comedic. And I thought about this. I was like, I made this observation. I said, when I look at some of the people that are like on like the major talk shows, okay, so like the Steve Harvey show or like on The View and a lot of them got their start as comedians, you know, they they kind of kind of entered that space as a comedian. And when I say okay, if I'm looking at this and I'm trying to brand myself as a podcaster, it might say to me, it might signal to me, okay, well, Maybe I need to kind of start with a comedic podcast, kind of like keep it lighthearted so I can build an audience and then I can kind of like make that shift. Because I notice that, you know, a lot of the people that, that get popular doing this, the category that they use is comedy. Well, I'm not here to tell jokes, <laughs> you know? Not to say that I'm not funny because I am, I can be, <laughs> right? But, but I'm not here to tell jokes, you know? I'm not an, an entertainer, quote unquote. Um, and I don't wanna have the conversation where I'm like, I have to deliver punchlines to be popular. You know, I, I truly believe, not to get super serious, but I truly believe that there are social consequences with what we put out on media. That, you know, a lot of the things that go viral, think about the things that go viral, of people that, uh, that, that look like me, people that, that look like you. The things that go viral are usually not things that are flattering are usually not things that are becoming, and so I don't want to put myself in the situation where I feel like I have to deliver punchlines and you know put on a show in order to be ex- accepted because that's just not who I am. And so if you are in a situation where you are thinking about, man, this person has like thirty thousand followers, and man, this person is this type of brand ambassador. This is not to disparage anyone, but. Are you willing to do what they're doing to get where they are? That's, that's a real hard question, you know? And when people say, you know, I'll do anything, I'll do whatever it takes, I think that sometimes we miss the mark about what it really takes. That you actually have the right to show up in the space the way that you choose to show up in the space. Because to be honest with you, which brings us to our next point, when you are being fake, when you are not being authentic and genuine, then people don't really value you, they value your conformity. So if you are the type of person where, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the clothes are getting a little thinner, a little skimpier because, you know, that's what gets more likes. They don't like you for what you're bringing to the table. They don't like you for, you know, your intellect or, you know, the the quality of the work that you produce. They like it because you're conforming. And once you start conforming, you basically put yourself in a brand category of a commodity. You know what a commodity is? Bread, milk. Butter, sugar, I mean, very seldom has anybody rolled up on me, like, girl, you know that Wonder Bread, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying <laughs> to tell you, you know, that, that Wonder Bread. You know. No, it's like, if we're out of bread, what kind of bread? Wheat bread. When you start conforming, then basically you put yourself in a commodity category, which means you're a dime a dozen, okay? Okay. Um, also, the consequences of being fake, you are setting an expectation and branding yourself as a fraud. So, when you are, are doing things and compromising and not building legitimacy with your audience, basically what you're branding is not your product, what you're branding is your lack of credibility, your lack of integrity. And even though it's like, well, you know, that's, that's harsh, you know, you judging me? No, I'm not judging. But what I'm saying is, if this is not how you want to show up in the world, then why are you doing things that compromise that vision? Another consequence of being fake is, you can't always go back after you've blown up. So some people try to do that, right? Like they'll get on some of these reality TV shows, act a whole hellfire mess, just acting up. And then, two, three years down the road, now all of a sudden you want to be a children's author. What? <laughs> <laughs> now all of a sudden, you know, you, you want to go on, on, on Bible tours, scriptures, and it's like, what? You know, like that, once people have accepted you a certain way, and I'm not saying that it's impossible, I mean, because people have done it, but it's a much harder road because people don't believe you. They don't believe you. They're like, that's fake. That's completely fake. The way that she was acting on such and such show, I don't believe that. And so you can't always go back. And sometimes people feel like, well, let me just blow up. Let me get my audience, you know, let me get my numbers up and then I can go back and try to do this other thing. Um, Good luck with that. Good luck with that, because you can't always go back. And then another consequence is eventually, because you can only fake the funk for so long, eventually you will get exposed. Just ask Rachel, okay? (laughs) Hashtag ask Rachel. Eventually, the truth will come out. And so you don't wanna put yourself in that predicament. You basically want to brand from an authentic place. So here are the three keys to doing that. So three keys to authenticity. Number one, you have to enter your brand space with nothing to hide and nothing to prove. It doesn't mean that, you know, again, you're telling your whole life story. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're disclosing things that are that are inappropriate or that compromise other people's lives but basically you are showing up in the space saying that I don't have anything to hide and I don't have anything to prove. And sometimes we don't show up in the space because you know going back to that prom picture I went to college on scholarship and probation. It wasn't that I was you know unintelligent. I was very intelligent. But you know we make poor choices. We, we make some bad decisions. Who among us has not made some, some decisions that we would, would rather not have made? And so for a long time, applying for jobs, I used to pray, pray like, please don't ask if you've ever been arrested, or please don't ask if you've ever been convicted. I used to pray for the word felony, because I'm like, at least it wasn't a felony, because it meant that I was gonna have to disclose that. And so living in fear of that all that time when I finally, you know, liberated myself from that, and so, you know, I'm a college professor, I tell my students this story every single semester because I feel like I'm the poster child for transformation. I'm the poster child for transformation. Yes, I did some stupid things in my youth, but as Chris Brown says, look at me now. You know, so, you know, it's, it's that sort of thing. I don't, I, I don't live there anymore, you know, like I've moved on from that address. So showing up in the space with nothing to hide and nothing to prove. A second key to authenticity is be the narrator of your own story and place your past in context. And so the thing is is that sometimes we do things, we make mistakes, and it's not who we are, but it's where we were. That's the mental space that we were in. You know, that is how we were feeling at the time. There were some, some gaps. You know, we were not complete people, and so there were some gaps that needed to be filled in. And always, 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 be the narrator of your story because we have all seen too many times when people get exposed when somebody comes out of the woodwork the it's a PR nightmare it's a PR nightmare so pretty much you want to be the one to just kind of put out anything that you feel and and frame it in a way that is appropriate because when people are trying to expose you they're not they don't have your best interest at heart they're trying to get paid, they're trying to get ratings, they're trying to get, you know, popular on your coattail. And so if it has to come out, you control that narrative. You take their sting, take their thunder away. So show up in the space and just place it in context and move on. And last but not least, like attracts like. So when you show up as real, genuine and transparent, you will attract people and followers of the same ilk. When you show up as fake and phony Joni, you will attract people of the same ilk. Which means that when you are going through hard times or when you do need support through a difficult situation, who do you want to support you? People who are real, genuine, and transparent or people who are fake and phony?
1: biggest question and my biggest takeaway was when you talked about you can't start branding unless you know exactly who your target ar- audience is. And me and Carla actually talk about this, but I think I struggle a little with that because as a makeup artist, there's so many, I, my audience could be anybody, but I'm more of a natural makeup artist, so I struggle with is my target audience big enough to sustain me as just a makeup artist and to allow me to be an entrepreneur? Or, so then I struggle with, okay, that or um, trying to do it all and trying to be that beat face makeup artist that I know I'm not and don't even wanna be. So, right. so I, it's kinda like, I guess what would be your advice when it comes to finding your target audience? What if your target audience isn't as big as you, as what's popular?
0: Okay, so you said something very key. I love that natural look. And so let me tell you, Entrepreneurship is too damn hard not to be doing what you love, okay? Because some late nights, some early mornings, feast, famine. Okay, like ups downs, emotional roller Should I be doing this? You know, <laughs> so you have to love it. So if natural beauty is what appeals to you, then I would say go after women who appreciate natural beauty. And there is a a huge niche market for that. So so much so that it's like, okay, our nail polishes are f- free of animal cruelty, cruelty and and vegan this and vegan that. And so I would would go after a population of women who Live in that space, and a lot more people are living in that space. I mean, there are so many chemicals, and, and cancer is, is on the rise, and a lot of things are tied to the products that we use, even things like deodorant. You know, and so you have an opportunity to kind of educate women about some natural alternatives and how they can have a beat face or snatched look without having to compromise, you know, in the products that they use, but they need somebody to point them the way. And I will say this to you because you know, you're an African-American woman, there's not a lot of African-American women who are talking about that space. And so it's kind of the same thing. Like when you buy a magazine, um, Elle Vogue, not to disparage L Vogue or InStyle or any of them, but a lot of the products that are being advertised as A, B, and C are not necessarily working for an African-American palette or for a woman of color. And so you're like, okay, well, that sounds like a great idea, but that's not gonna work for me. Well, you have an opportunity to say, well, here's what will work for you. And you can get rich in that niche. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for for watching. Um, If you want to give me some feedback, some shout outs about this particular episode or even your own questions, you can do that at Dr. Shantae Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And you know, if you are enjoying this, if you're an iTunes user, leave a review. Let me know that you're out there. I appreciate you and I'll see you next time. Bye bye. There's a moment in this episode where I take Time to acknowledge the victims of the massacre in Charleston. And I just wanna say that as a creator and a producer of media, as a human being, as a black woman, it is unconscionable to think of the way that we treat one another. I think that sometimes we overlook our humanity, that sometimes we're so focused on what color we are that we're not focusing on how human we are. And know that I do this podcast knowing the full weight of how perceptions are shaped in the media and coming here to believe bigger than those stereotypes, to believe bigger than those caricatures, to believe bigger than the violence and the injustice and to insert humanity into the messages that I present on this podcast. I think that that is my obligation and I think that that is what's necessary for us to heal and to begin to look at each other through different lenses that are a little less jaded and a lot more compassionate. Thank you for watching.